Welcome back to another episode of ST Talks. I'm your host, Amy Ryan. Today, I'm here with Jan and Jeff King, owners and partners at King's Ransom Farm and King Brothers Dairy in Schuylerville, New York, who are going to share the story of their farm and their on-farm creamery. Thanks for being here today. Let's start with some background on King's Ransom Farm. When was it established? What family members are currently involved? And what are your goals? Well, Amy, this is Jeff speaking, and I just want to say thanks for thanks for having us here today. We're real happy to be involved. Um, the uh, The history of our farm goes back quite a few generations, and our family moved into the current area that we live in in the late 1800s. So our dairy farm's been in operation well over 100 years, and uh, we uh, started milking Holsteins here on our farm in the early 70s. Previous to that, my father and his grand and my grandfather uh, milked a herd of Jer- uh, Guernseys. Okay. And we switched over to Holsteins in the 70s. Uh, my brother and I graduated from college in the early 90s, and our herd uh, has grown over the years to the point we milk a little over a thousand head of registered Holsteins. Uh, we uh, in addition to milking cows, we also have a pretty active uh, genetics business. We uh, try to work with some of the breed's best uh, Holsteins along the way. So um, it's uh, allowed our family to be involved on a number of a number of fronts. So the, the business is owned by myself and my brother, Jan. Uh, Jan's wife, uh, Pandora, is a practicing veterinarian. She has her own practice and does uh, all the vet work here on our farm. Uh, my wife, Becky, is also involved in our business. Uh, she's involved in the retail side of the business, King Brothers Dairy. Uh, and our kids uh, are range from uh, late high schoolers to just out of college. My brother's got two kids and I've got three. And all of them are involved in, in some way or another, um, whether it's uh, some of the younger kids uh, involved in some weekend work and showing during the summer. Um, and my oldest son has actually come back and joined our business after he graduated from college about a year ago. So uh, that being said, we uh, we continue to challenge ourselves on the farm side of things. Um, uh, we grow about 3,000 acres of crops. Um, we uh, we are not in growth mode uh, as far as cows go with some of, some of the you know, the restrictions in the marketplace uh, as far as milk production. And, and it's kind of the reality of dairy farming in the Northeast. And uh, so our goals are to continue to improve our herd, uh, continue to try to produce more milk uh, uh, more efficiently as much as we possibly can. Um, and and as it relates to that, we're, we're t- trying to uh, grow our retail business as well over time. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all that wonderful information. It's an exciting story. And that leads me right into asking about the next facet of it, which is King Brothers Dairy. How does this tie into King's Ransom Farm? Uh, Good afternoon. This is Jan. And uh, we run uh, two separate businesses, both the dairy farm as well as uh, our creamery, King Brothers Dairy. And although they're separate businesses, um, they do run in uh, a bit of tandem. And King Brothers Dairy uh, started back in 2010, and we got back into the milk business, uh, and we started a home delivery route. 
we did that for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, we built the creamery here at the farm and started uh, all the processing right here on site. Mm-hmm. So they do, the two businesses uh, do work together. You know, all the milk that King Brothers processes does come directly from the cows that we milk here every day. Mm-hmm. And you did reference this, but your family's not new to the milk processing business. Uh, can you please tell us about that history and how you decided to go back to offering your products to the community? So you're absolutely right. Uh, when we started back in the milk business here in 2010, uh, we had had a long history uh, before Jeff's in my time. Uh, my grandfather uh, and his brothers uh, not only operated a dairy farm back in the early 1900s, but they processed milk and sold it uh, right here in the neighboring town. And that business uh, carried on until the early 60s when our father returned from college. And mm-hmm. as things evolved at that point, uh, they continued milking cows, but many of the on-farm creameries that you would see prior to the 1960s, uh, many were, were shutting down, milk plants became bigger, and businesses were becoming a little bit more specialized. And that part of the business kind of just at that point stopped while the farm continued. Mm-hmm. Amy, I'll, I'll also add in there that uh, our grandfather was one of eight brothers and sisters back in the day, and, and uh, many of them did not marry. They all lived together and ran the farm all together. And uh, our grandfather's job was, he was the milk, uh, he did all the deliveries. So you can still find folks that live in the Saratoga Springs area that remember our grandfather being their milk band back when they were young kids. It's kind of a neat connection. Yes, very neat story. And now you're back to your roots and doing what he had done. So that's wonderful. So you did talk a little bit about this as well, but um, when did you actually open and what year with King Brothers Dairy and how it's evolved over time, how the facilities have changed, and then how many people do you currently employ just on that side of the business? Yeah, we so we started uh, delivering milk in 2010, and uh, at that point we had somebody else doing the processing for us. When we built our built our plant 2016, we kind of were able to have control of the production process. Uh, and about four years later, um, in 2020, is when we opened our on-farm ice cream parlor. So. Uh, we started producing our own ice cream. We've been doing that for a little over four years now. And, uh, you know, the ice cream, the on-farm parlor has become uh, kind of popular in the local community. So Mm -hmm. there's even plenty of folks that uh, don't necessarily realize uh, as much about the fact that we bottle milk as they realize more they've been here for ice cream from time to time. So, uh, you know, we've added on, we started with a very small uh, plant that we actually built in an old freestall barn on our on our dairy, um, okay. and we've uh, we've expanded that a little bit. We've added on some more space here recently, just because we were uh, we were getting pretty tight in the facilities that we had, so we were able to add on a little bit more space, and that happened about two years ago. Okay. And currently, uh, you know, we do our own production. 
we we do all of our own distribution uh, or almost all of our own distribution and we have the the on-farm dairy store ice cream parlor so all told uh, we employ about 60 people in all facets of that uh, of that business and just a fun fact here because I follow you guys on social media is I see that you do have some contests every once in a while for naming your ice cream so I think that's a really neat way to involve the community as a whole but also the general public so I find that very interesting that you do that yeah that's brought a little bit of fun to it and uh, we, we figured when we started with ice cream we we needed to uh, bring some fun and some entertainment some excitement so uh, we've got some real unique names. Uh, we try to have unique flavors as well. Mm -hmm. And that brings just a little bit of notoriety to, uh, to some of that. So, uh, some of the flavors and the names are, are, uh, can bring a smile to your face a little bit. Right. So you've talked some about your products, but are there other ones that, um, you maybe haven't mentioned and you started just with milk, you've talked about ice cream. Are there other products that you currently have and how you're, Product offering has grown over time. So when we when we started uh, processing here at the farm, we started with all fluid milk products, and we had a lineup of white milks with different fat percents. We did chocolate milk, you know, our seasonal flavor. It, in the holidays, we did uh, eggnog as well as half and half and heavy cream. And over time, uh, we've added a, a few other fluid products to that. We've we have a really great tasting lemonade we do in the warmer months of the year uh, in addition uh, we sell buttermilk okay. uh, cultured buttermilk um, and, and some of the other products uh, that we have done just recently in the last few years uh, are involved with the ice cream uh, we do ice cream mix soft serve mix uh, we make our own hard ice cream mix uh, a specialty uh, mix just for our ice cream so those are some of the products that we've uh, we've added over the years. Okay. And you've also talked about the home delivery part of your business, and I know it's a big part of it. So why did you choose that option to connect with your customers, and how do you feel it's impacted your business? Well, you know, the, in the beginning, uh, we were looking for a way to connect with customers, and certainly we're very small. Mm -hmm. uh, when we first started, we really didn't have the size, the volume to be able to go to a supermarket and say, hey, here's our brand, mm -hmm. uh, put it on your shelf. Right. And uh, so we knew that we were starting in the total infancy uh, of that edge of the business. So we decided that we'd give the home delivery business a whirl. And what we, what we really thought when we began was uh, we sensed the uh, local food movement more people being interested in understanding where their food comes from. And so we really thought that that was an opportunity to really connect directly with our customers. Uh, it, you know, we were, we, we actually had another person who was bottling the milk for us in the beginning. And we started with uh, an old rusted out Chevy pickup truck uh, carrying around uh, 15 or 20 cases of milk uh, just to some friends and some neighbors that we put out the message to that mm -hmm. we were going to start delivery. And uh, we started with nothing more and nothing less than just driving around and delivering a little bit of milk. Uh, over time, the product offering on the home delivery side grew quite a bit. We now offer well over 200 products. And so in addition to our, our milk products, we offer a lot of staples like 
eggs, cheese, yogurt, uh, our own beef, uh, pork, chicken. There's a whole array of items uh, that we now offer on our home delivery. And actually, we offer those products in our farm store as well. And it kind of got to the point where we, we've told our customers we're a little bit like a farmer's market on wheels. We'll have seasonal items during the summer, sweet corn, blueberries from a local neighbor and so forth. So uh, it's been, you know, that whole experience has been a lot of fun because uh, we've been able to get feedback directly from those people who, who, who buy our products, who use them on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, there's nothing better when some of those people get back to you and say, man, that's the best milk I've ever tasted. And uh, we certainly enjoy that interaction and feedback from our customers. And you said you didn't start here, but besides home delivery on your store, you do have products that are now found in many retail locations. So in what states can they be found? And how does that particular network work? And why did you choose that distribution option as well? So currently, uh, we deliver in our, our local area here and uh, we probably travel uh, 20 to 30 miles in each direction. And that's the core of our business uh, right here locally. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in uh, probably 35 uh, grocery stores as well as some small convenience stores uh, and restaurants. Uh, that would be the core of our business, but we do deliver uh, a little bit farther away. Uh, New York City and New Jersey is three hours, and we have uh, a number of uh, smaller distributors down that way that we take milk to each week. And we ha uh, have a couple larger food service um, distributors as well that distribute some into New England, uh, as well as uh, along the eastern part of uh, the New York and in the Hudson Valley. So the distribution networks that you talk about have given you the opportunity to have some pretty interesting interactions with your consumers. So from the standpoint of that, what trends are you currently seeing at that consumer level? So we've even though we've only been bottling milk for a short amount of time, we've certainly seen changes in the marketplace. Uh, and we've certainly seen a huge shift uh, away from lower fat levels to more whole milk. Um, and, you know, when you talk to bottlers that have been doing this much longer than us, they, they've even seen it more, uh, more impressively than we've seen it. But we, uh, we've seen a big shift and I think it's a, a recognition on the consumer's part, uh, that the fat in milk, the fat content is not, uh, it's not scary. It's actually a health, a healthy fat. And uh, so certainly we're, we're selling less skim milk and much more whole milk. Our chocolate milk, which is kind of our signature product, and we happened to win uh, a competition in New York uh, last year, which we're quite proud of, but it's a whole milk product. And when people taste that chocolate milk, they uh, invariably say, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It, you know, you'll hear comments like it takes, tastes like a chocolate milkshake. So we certainly see those trends. And, and it's no surprise that COVID uh, certainly drove a, a segment of our population to think a whole lot more about their health and about where their food comes from. Uh, we saw a lot more interest in our products uh, when COVID started. And I think that's carried through until today. 
the 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 fact that people can connect with the the farmers who grow the crops that feed the animals that actually produce their product that produce the food that they're eating uh, I think there's a lot of people that really value that and uh, when we have it's there's nothing better than interacting with a customer who walks into the store and they have a few questions and we can actually answer their questions about how their milk is produced how our animals are treated uh, and all those things there's obviously so much misinformation out there in the industry and those who want to detract from animal agriculture are happy to spread uh, things that are very far from the truth. And so it, it, it's, it's nice to know that from time to time, we're able to kind of set the record straight a little bit. Um, consumer market is constantly changing and it's a, it's always a little bit of a guessing game. What's, what's next? What are consumers going to be, looking for next. It's always the next product that might, we're always looking for the next product that might work for. Right. And you definitely have a unique way to connect with them, which is very good for you. So that's wonderful. And we did talk about the ice cream contest that you do, which is another way you get interaction with some of your consumers. But last year, you actually sent King Brothers Dairy Chocolate Milk to the New York Marathon for team milk and female athletes. Tell us about this promotion and how it came to happen. So that was a, a pretty uh, neat event for us to be involved with. And because we won the first place chocolate milk, uh, that got some some people looking at us from a little bit farther away. And then we and we made it. They made a connection and they were looking. Uh, American Dairy Association was sponsoring uh, chocolate milk and and looking to provide women at the New York City Marathon uh, healthy uh, refuel after the race. And so it was just a great co collaboration between uh, the American Dairy Association and us being able to provide them with a great tasting chocolate milk, something to for women to refuel after the race. Uh, so it ended up being just, it was a lot of fun. The event, uh, I went to the event and uh, to see the New York City Marathon in person and all the things that are happening in it, and then have uh, women who are completing the race, uh, finding the American Dairy Association's uh, stop and just the collaboration of all the things dairy does for people. And in this instance, uh, they were focused on, on it for uh, female athletes. Uh, it was just a really wonderful event. Well, congratulations on that award and the accolade of been able to, of being able to be there to sponsor that for the New York City Marathon, on behalf of uh, yourselves and also all those in the industry. I think it was a wonderful opportunity. So thank you for doing that. So what does June Dairy Month and World Milk Day mean to your farm and your business? So certainly June Dairy Month. Uh, for us is uh, a moment in time for us to celebrate. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, it's it's a great opportunity for us to not only spread to talk about our products, but to talk about dairy in general. There's so many great opportunities, events, uh, things that are going on during that month to give us the chance to interact with consumers, to talk to them about the positive story of dairy. And uh, I think that's where we really value all that time to just 
be able to have those interactions. And uh, it really just gives us a great opportunity to interact with those customers and people and, and, and not only talk about our products, but to talk about everything related to dairy uh, to uh, give them all the facts that they need and hopefully encourage dairy consumption over time. So going back to talk specifically then about King Brothers Dairy, uh, what's your mission there and how are you working towards that mission? Well, first and foremost, our goal is to make dairy products fun. Uh, when we when we got into the business uh, and we said, well, we're going to produce products and we're going to attach our name to it, we decided we're going to we're not going to try to produce the most cost competitive product. We're not going to try to produce it on in mass. We're going to try to produce the absolute best product that we can. And uh, we we uh, we revel in the opportunity to have people say that they enjoy drinking our milk and the same for eating our ice cream. So hopefully we can bring fun and excitement to dairy products at the same time, uh, building a business that it rewards all of our team members. We've got a great group of staff members uh, that work really hard day in and day out. And so hopefully we can build a successful business that rewards them for all their efforts. And also uh, in tandem work with our, our commercial dairy farm, King's Ransom Farm, uh, to build on that success. So that leads me to my final question of what do you see ahead for the dairy production industry? And how do you feel your farm and creamery fit into that future? So one of the things that I think about when I uh, look to the future of dairy farming and and also the processing side of dairy, you know, for us, I'll play off a little bit of what Jeff said. We want to find something for the consumers that tastes great. And that right there in itself is going to make somebody come back and say, I want to have that again. So if we can make some, take some of the milk that we produce here on the farm, make it into a great tasting dairy product and have all the great attributes of safety and uh, high quality. Um, that's where we want to take the creamery side of our business. And if we can meld both businesses together to produce or to not to, to have a viable business for the future, uh, for the next generation here at King's Ransom Farm, that's, something that we, we look at uh, continually. And I, I think there's the possibility, we, we see innovation in dairy uh, at a rate probably we've, that we've never seen before. New products, things that you might eat, you might drink, that you didn't have two and five and 10 years ago. And I, I think there's a lot of exciting parts to that that we can be a part of. And, and it makes, uh, what we do each day, uh, kind of fun. Well, I would definitely agree with that. Dairy is changing continually and you guys are evolving with it. So congratulations on that and all the awards and accolades. And thank you very much for being here with us today. Well, Amy, on behalf of my brother and myself, I just want to say thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed spending a little bit of time with you. Thank you again for sharing your story. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you like what you've heard, you can find more episodes on your favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. 
And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, visit our website at stgen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And from all of us here at ST Genetics, have a great day.